Hey Hardies, you're listening to the Hardies Hotline, your connection to Hope Valley, hosted by me, Casey, and my friends Caroline and Cammie. A special thanks goes to our friend Brian Bird for letting us use the music on our show. Without further ado, grab a scone from Abigail's and enjoy! Welcome back to the Hardies Hotline, your connection to Hope Valley. Cammie and I are here to discuss Season 1, Episode 2, entitled Cease and Desist. And if you haven't watched it, pause this. When all the widows in Coal Valley receive eviction notices from the coal company to make way for new minor recruits, Elizabeth hatches a plan to keep the widows from moving out of the only town they know. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Tammy, what did you think about this episode? Oh my gosh. I mean, this one, you always expect the pilot episode to be really heavy because it's the beginning. You got to push everything out with a bang. And sometimes with a show, it's not the best uh, when it's the second episode and this one really kept the ball rolling it kept the interest it kept the momentum and this is some pretty heavy stuff the uh all of the widows getting evicted by the evil mustache twirling coal man coal mining manager I can say that because he does have a mustache. (laughs) Oh, right. Grass grass about God later. (laughs) But you're right. It's very heavy. And they also do a great job with the momentum because yeah, is a new show at this point. And a lot of new shows, Uh they're starting to get a feel for their audience. They really don't know how everything's going to turn out. And so um, this episode really just you you go zero to 60 before we get too deep into this episode we just want to thank our friends at edify films for our fabulous merch that they've sent we have shirts and we also have this lovely hat the one calls the heart hat that cammy is wearing it's a keeper it sure is. <laughs> and be sure that you check out their website because you can now pre-order some awesome puzzles which you can get oh my gosh from their website at edify films and it makes great christmas presents just saying those are so beautiful (laughs) those so fun when we were younger we would have all the puzzles and then we would like tape the backs and then like hang it in our room (laughs) you can have a puzzle of hope right yeah your room it would be so fun so cool so go check that out and they have their season seven collector's edition available for purchase as well. So if you are missing some current Hope Valley happenings, be sure that you order from our friends at Edify Films. They also have the seasons one through seven collector's edition. So if you do not own previous seasons, you can get that all in that that all inclusive that all inclusive set. That's what my husband promised to get me for Christmas. So. Yes, <laughs> it's a great gift because there are so many bonus features on. Oh it. yeah, 
and I believe they have hours and hours. Yeah. And I believe they have all of the Hardy's family reunion videos on there. So it's just like, you're there just from home. So yeah, super fun. Absolutely. (laughs) All righty. So cease and desist. This episode starts off with a gravity lesson. Oh boy. A gravity lesson, um, and perhaps maybe a little bit of a chemistry lesson for Jack and Elizabeth, but you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> well, the kids are bored out of their minds because Elizabeth <sighs> is talking about gravity, and who wants to learn about gravity when we can be playing outside or eating lunch or anything? And her drawing with the apple and the arrow pointing to the ground. <laughs> This is kind of boring. <laughs> and of course, Jack walks downstairs and he's like, huh, with the smuggest grin ever. Oh my word. He is just so smug. And the fact that he just shakes his head, I'm like, come on, Jack. Come on. Yeah. It's as if he's saying, I knew you wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, he's probably like looking at his watch. Uh, time's the ticking, my friend. <laughs> but that's exactly the push that Elizabeth needs to prove that gravity is exciting to learn about. I mean, for her to jump up on that desk and to pull her hair out, which, you know, you didn't you didn't do that back then yeah you didn't pull your hair out and casey casey this is the first time of many that jack's eyes shine this is this is one of my favorite things about daniel lissing and this is what one of the things that really drew me to the show daniel lissing acts with his eyes mm-hmm. and uh and if you want to hear me say that again go over to the hallmarkies podcast and listen to my recap of uh return to snowy river moving on <laughs> <laughs> but daniel listening is really really good at acting with his eyes because not everybody can do that mm-hmm. it's i mean they they look lovey-dovey with their eyes they look mad with their eyes but when you put your entire being into a character, it shines out through your eyes. And Daniel Lissing is very, very good at acting with his eyes. And so that's the first time of many that his eyes shine when he's looking at Elizabeth. And that is, and it's, it's a very, very noticeable change. And it's even more noticeable because she catches him and he goes back to business. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, she saw me. Can't, she can't see that I have feelings for her hiding them now. I'm not impressed. (laughs) impressed. This is not an impressive lesson, Miss Thatcher. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) So here's something that's interesting. Um, Moving past the gravity lesson. The next scene we see is Elizabeth doing laundry with Abigail. And it's a little foreshadowing in the fact that Elizabeth is talking about manual labor and how hard it is and how she Mm. can't even imagine doing all of this work because she is used to modern day conveniences. And servants doing all of it for her. Yeah. (laughs) Which is really interesting if you think about it because 
this whole episode is about manual labor when it comes to what's about to happen next. And yep. that is that uh, Mr. Gallen is going to evict the widows within 14 days to make room for the new miners. Quote unquote, to make room for the new miners. Uh, yep. he's, he's getting rid of dead weight, which is terrible. It's completely immoral and it's 100% legal, like a li- like Abigail says. Oh, it's 100% awful. And <sighs> the other thing too, and we'll get into this in the next couple episodes um, as they have to deal with the church, not the one that's here behind me. Not that gorgeous building. <laughs> but the previous church, we know that Gowan is not a person of faith as he is constantly challenging their current reverend right Um, and where i'm going with that is you're the bible states you're supposed to take care of the widows and orphans and what is he doing he's just not that yeah and it's awful it is absolutely awful where are these women going to go what about their children who they were born they were raised there i mean like how how can you just evict these women less than a year than after their husbands died i think it's been like what it's it's less, less than, than six months, months. Absolutely. yeah it's it's been three it's been three months and it's just it's awful it's awful that he could be so low and he could be so unfeeling mm-hmm. so let's add a little bit of levity to this i have to just uh put in this little fun fact the eviction notice that he puts up on all the doors that is the pattern that I used when I put an eviction <laughs> notice on my son's crib. <laughs> this is how hooked of a hearty I am. When I got pregnant with uh, when I got pregnant with the youngest child, who was nicknamed Jack, <laughs> I uh, I used the eviction notice as a pattern, mm-hmm. as a model, and I typed up my own eviction notice and I put it on Liam's crib. Oh. <laughs> so- <laughs> Hopefully, Liam wasn't too angry about being evicted. <laughs> He was 19 months old. He had no idea what was going on. He's <laughs> like, yay, big boy bed. Yay. <laughs> Super fun. Well, as Elizabeth, or as Abigail is talking to the widows about what they're going to do next, I kind of had to laugh a little bit because poor Elizabeth, she's just, she's so new and naive to this world um mm-hmm. she's now in which is a world of hardworking people manual yeah. labor, a small knit uh tight-knit community in on the prairie yeah. uh, he says to them why don't you get your money together and hire a lawyer and i was like oh oh Wait. Which is not a bad suggestion. It's no. a good idea. The problem is they are trying to live with that money. Right. You know, I mean, they don't have any money to, mm-hmm. they don't have any money to pool together. Right. That's the problem. So it's not a bad idea, but it's just not practical at all. Mm-hmm. Right. And I believe this is also the instance where Florence gets really snippy with her too. (laughs) Calls her little miss princess again. (laughs) 
I mean, to be fair, I don't blame her because she, I mean, Flor- Feisty Florence has gone through a lot right now with oh, yeah. her husband and she's just very, very um, tight still. She's still very withdrawn and still very yeah. going through those stages of grief, if you will. So I don't blame her for getting a little frustrated with Elizabeth, but. You know, I really wonder because this is fast forwarding quite a bit but if you remember in a uh, more recent season Florence gets uh, Florence finds a love letter from her husband and I it just makes me wonder because he said that he loved her laugh Mm -hmm. and I really wonder what Florence was like before she lost her husband was she was she already snippy or had or was that brought on by the bitterness of losing her husband mm-hmm. I wonder I wonder if her snippiness was just really brought out by losing her husband and I, I wonder if it's possible yeah and I kind of wonder if more recent flow has been if that was the prior pre-tragedy Florence it's possible yeah of today is she's not she's very caring I mean with Elizabeth and what she's been going what she had gone through and um finding that friendship with Fiona right teaming up with Molly (laughs) (laughs) gotta love Flomo gotta love Flomo hashtag Flomo (laughs) but yeah Hardys let us know what you think about that what do you think Florence was like prior to her losing her husband I think her added I think her personality was a little bit pinched oh yeah but I don't think it was you don't I don't think, think it was that she was that bitter yeah 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 good point well the widows decide they are going to save their homes and they are going to go into the mine thanks oh. to a little bit of uh prodding from Abigail Stanton you mean reverse psychology sure we can call it that <laughs> Oh my gosh. I mean, number one, that was brilliant of Abigail Mm -hmm. to put, uh, to just say, you know what, Mr. Gowan's right. We need to leave and make room for the new miners. Then that got everybody's goat in the way that, you know, that's what Elizabeth would say. Mm -hmm. That got everybody's goat and everybody said, okay, no, we're going to fight for it. And then, I mean, Abigail, she's not a mom. She lost her son in that same accident. So she's not doing anything for any children. Mm-hmm. She is she is heading up this movement only for her friends and neighbors and their children. I mean, she doesn't want to move. Oh, and no. you know, she kind of has a child. <laughs> in the form of elizabeth she she has a prairie child to take care of but um but you know she doesn't have any children that she needs to worry about and she would be okay she would be okay because she would be able to just move on with life the way she had been Mm -hmm. but it it just really shows how much she cares that she would go up against gowan and head up this movement but how terrifying 
How terrifying in a day and age when women did not work outside the home once they were married. Right. And, you know, I mean, and the most dangerous job you could have was a teacher, which, uh, (laughs) which Elizabeth has proved is pretty dangerous with the shiner. Yeah. (laughs) But, But I mean, for, for all of the women to leave what they know, mm-hmm. which is already terrifying enough, and go into a life-risking job, right. knowing that they may not come out and their children would be left there. I mean, that's got to be terrifying. Right. Oh. And not only terrifying for them, but terrifying for the kids. And that's shown a lot in this episode. Oh, I love I love, I love, I love how they featured the kids and show what they are going through mm-hmm. at the same time as what the mothers are going through. It's amazing. It yeah. really is. It's such a great storytelling in this episode because mm. there are so many parallels. You see the, the moms going in, you see the kids worrying about it. And then at the end, you see everybody working together. Well, and it all flows so seamlessly. Mm -hmm. This is the second episode of the series. And so, of course, we had a big bang for the first episode, but it easily could have pulled back. But this episode, the show does not lose any steam. It rolls forward Mm -hmm. and it and it keeps the momentum going. And this is a heavy thing. Eviction, dangerous jobs and all of that. Mm -hmm. It's just I mean, your home. Yeah, that's big. Very big. Speaking of losing one's home, as Elizabeth is teaching the children, we have some students who are just so heartbroken. They have brought their sorrows to school. One being Rachel, who is, who she's crying and Elizabeth asks what's going on. And she says, I just, I just don't want to leave Coal Valley. And that is where we see Elizabeth and her empathy come out. And she has all the students write these such sweet essays about Coal Valley is my home because. And this is a really interesting part because Elizabeth is going completely on the fly with this. Mm -hmm. You can tell she's making it up as she goes along. Mm -hmm. And the big thing is she just showed her class this plethora of things that had been sent to her from her parents. She was so excited about all of these packages that had come for her that she couldn't lift by herself. (laughs) Had to, had to. (laughs) And can I just punch in there that this is the first time that Jack says his tagline, I call it his tagline because he says it a lot in the following episodes. It's the first time that he says, may I? Mm-hmm. And that just kind of becomes a little thing between them, I think, is he goes, may I? <laughs> may, may I? May I? And that's the first time he uses it. There are a lot of firsts in this episode. So mm-hmm. It's the second episode. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, Elizabeth was so excited about all of this stuff mm-hmm. that, that she got, uh, plus the journal full of cash. Right. <laughs> and so she could have just said, now, 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 dry your eyes. Everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go on with math. And she doesn't, right. she go, she goes in 
to the kids' minds and their feelings and lets them get their feelings out on paper, which is so therapeutic. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, it's it's a beautiful moment. It, it really is. is. And I love that Elizabeth is not just teaching the three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic. She's teaching them life and she's she's showing empathy, like empathy, kindness. You know, we'll see other things, forgiveness and all these just life lessons that you can't teach in, you know, two plus two is four. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's very, um, she's just such an amazing teacher. And for somebody being so young too, who hasn't really gone through a lot of life. She hasn't had that much experience. It's, it's very fascinating just to see the way she just throws everything into her heart, like into her work for these kids. Yeah. Now, before we move on, just a little fun segment here. <laughs> little game show music. Do, 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 do. Who did Gabe kiss? Do, 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 do. Oh, my God. okay. Okay. I say it's Rachel. That is who I say. I think that his first kiss was Rachel mm-hmm. because I don't know. It's just those two seem to go together and when he's and when rachel's crying at the table he's the first one to come up and say neither do i Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of supporting her showing moral support showing she's not alone and there are just there are a couple of shots at rachel during gabe's essay reading Mm -hmm. i i think it's rachel that that's me Yeah, originally I thought it was Rachel. Watching this back, I did notice some odd camera angles of Cassandra looking a little bashful, but I don't know. Is it that she is she bashful because she's just embarrassed hearing about her classmate kissing another classmate? I think so. She's like, oh, I don't want to hear this. This is not appropriate for school. (laughs) (laughs) But I would love for this to be revealed in a future episode of When Calls the Heart, where Mountie Gabe comes in with his new bride. His <laughs> bride, Rachel. Rachel, yes. <laughs> I even wrote a blog about these two. Oh. I, I wrote a blog about them because they're two characters that kind of disappeared into the black hole. Mm-hmm. And I miss the two of them as, oh, child- no. as children. I really do. And I just, and I thought that they just were the cutest and I would have loved to see them grow up and fall in love as teenagers and mm-hmm. get engaged and get married. But, you know, obviously it couldn't work out that way. With, um, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I just, I just can't imagine the sacrifices that these women had to make just to save their homes and to stay with their community. Um, speaking of community... Elizabeth. Oh. oh. <laughs> Elizabeth has been challenged to use her big city brains to come up with a solution. Says the woman who needed a man's help. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a low blow. True, but a low blow. <laughs> I love when she's just in the saloon. She's reading, she's trying to read all the books. They're all scattered all over the table and she's yeah. like bookmarking everything. And she tells the saloon owner, leave it yeah leave the pot of coffee (laughs) (laughs) doesn't even look at him and he's just like okay then (laughs) 
<laughs> well, and I, I love that when she, yeah, when she first comes in, he says, we're closed. She's like, I'm not here to drink, Mr. Travoy. <laughs> Who do you think you're dealing with, Tom? <laughs> Well, she falls asleep and of course, who and behold, finds Elizabeth drooling on her books. <laughs> that is so humiliating. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, I have, I have been known to drool a couple of times in my sleep and it's, and that's bad enough. And you know, my husband and I have been married 12 years. It, doesn't surprise him and you know I drool a little bit every once in a while my husband snores like a chainsaw you know so no big deal but this woman is incredibly prim and proper she's only known this man for about a week maybe you know how humiliating and <laughs> Oh my gosh. And she's trying to not necessarily impress him, but just prove to him that she well, she's can, trying to help. Yeah, she can help, <laughs> that she is a strong, confident woman. That, you know, she, you know, I guess she, in a way, she's trying to impress him of sorts, but it's just, she's that, try, yeah, she's trying to prove what she can do. Yeah. But <laughs> to be found drooling all over your books. And have like I don't know and by the kids too. Oh yeah, the kids <laughs> find her drooling. I mean, and she's supposed to be the their teacher. Oh, I love the uh, cinematography in that shot too. Yes, of them circling around her. They're just like, uh, Miss Thatcher. <laughs> Well, and the boys are laughing at her, and Rachel's such a good girl. Miss Thatcher, wake up! You know? <laughs> like, I can't take this anymore. I don't want her to do this. I don't want her to be like this. <laughs> Drew's like a horse. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, of course, she's got a note stuck in the middle of her head. <sighs> that was just mean. <laughs> I thought that was hysterical, but <laughs> yes, yes, it was hysterical, but it was mean. <laughs> but it's Jack encouraging her to use the kids as re or use the kids for research. And so she has all the kids. And that's brilliant. You have it really is. You've got a hundred books. You give them each three and you have them just start flipping through. And even little, even little kids, they can find the word house or home mm -hmm. and just or property. Right. And so I thought that was it, it's it's funny to see Jack and Elizabeth working together, but not really working together. You know, working together yet being at odds. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really fun because Jack is obviously on Elizabeth's side, and he's obviously on the widow's side. He can't pick a side because he is no. But the fact but. That he's encouraging Elizabeth, and he's he's trying to do the right thing by the widows is just yeah. it's really great to see. It is. It's wonderful. Well, she discovers the Domain Act and she she decides that she's going to buy up all the paint because if the widows fix up their homes and they can keep it. Um, so she goes to Yost, she buys up all the paint. She tells she the has widow, a lot of pennies. <laughs> yes, she does. Yes, she does. She tells the widows, pack up your bags. We don't need to do this anymore because I've got a solution. Oh my gosh. Uh, can I can I just make one note because I love the conversation 
that is happening right before Elizabeth comes up and tells them about the paint. Yeah. Uh, they're, you know, they're saying I should have appreciated my husband better. I'm like, well, he was probably a first rate minor, but he didn't know the first thing about changing a diaper. You know, it just shows that we all have different strengths Yes. and we all work together. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I love about this scene, I don't know if there's a specific symbol mm -hmm. for this, but Molly's long red hair is in such stark contrast to the blackness mm -hmm. of uh, of the coal. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know exactly if that was just a pretty shot mm -hmm. or if that was supposed to be some kind of uh, symbol for something because everybody else's hair is dark mm -hmm. and everybody else's hair has coal in it, mm -hmm. but hers is untouched yeah. and it's flowing huge and red and long and it doesn't have any coal in it. And it's this huge and beautiful contrast mm -hmm. from her hair to her face and her hands and her clothes. And it was yeah. just, it's very striking. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just further proof of one of the many reasons why I love red hair. That's why I dye my hair red. So <laughs> <laughs> and not, not Molly. <laughs> I, I love red hair and that's why I dye my hair red, but that was, that's just a beautiful shot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, let's go back and grouse the belt gown again, shall we? Oh, this man. <laughs> so basically what happens here is that um, somebody else has conveniently also bought all the paint in Coal Valley. So the widows have no paint to paint their houses. What do you think happened? Do you think, I don't think that Ned would have squealed. He's not, he's not an informant type. Maybe he said something on accident and Gowan got wind of it, but I don't think that he would have gone and squealed to Gowan. Oh no, I don't think that Ned would have tattled, but mm -hmm. I definitely think that, um, Word gets around because of Gowan's minions, AKA the Pinkerton spies. Yeah. So I'm sure that somebody heard, saw something, squeezed it out of Ned. And of course they're probably gonna offer Ned more money. Yeah. So bribery well, e at that. Even, even if they don't offer him more money, it's just exerting the force of Gowan on them. Yeah. I mean, everybody's scared of Gowan. Everybody has yeah. fear. So Elizabeth decides, you know what? The only thing I can do at this point is to join the widows in the mine. Do you think that was wise? Of Elizabeth? Uh-huh. I mean, at this point, if that's the only thing you can think to do, I mean, why not? And I'll get into that in a little bit. I think I know where you're going with that. So why don't you go ahead? <laughs> well, just at first I wondered, you know, maybe that is the best thing for her to do is to stay with the kids in school because the kids need a place to go mm -hmm. instead of just sitting at home worrying about their mothers. Mm -hmm. But it, but it also, you know, she felt like she wasn't doing everything she could and then it was also the signal to the community that Elizabeth was all in. Yes. Yeah, you know, because because up until that point, she had just been using her big city brains mm -hmm. and been trying to use her money. Mm -hmm. And so it still 
probably to them still looked like she was up on a pedestal looking down but when she goes underground with them then she shows everybody that she is all in and this is her community now Mm -hmm. and i i love i love that because Mm -hmm. it just it just takes one person to take that first step yeah and no other woman in coal valley who was not a widow or did not have a, or was probably just single or whatever, or women like Dottie Ramsey. Yeah. They were not to step foot in the mine. They were yeah. just going to like, you know, provide food. And, you know, that's needed. We, 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 they, the, the widows needed somebody to provide nourishment and prayers and comfort to these widows. However, well, it, that's what the old, that's what the elderly and the kids did. Remember that shot of the, yeah. Of them doing the lunches. I thought that was adorable. Okay. Anyway, move on, move on. I mean, it took, it took Elizabeth stepping out and going, you know what? Never mind. I, if I, I have to do my duty and I have to help my friends and my students. And the only thing I can do is get in that mind. And I love that picture of community. I love how they're just rallying together and it takes Elizabeth being that brave, courageous soul who has, again, like I said earlier, has no stakes in this to go into the mine to rally behind her, the fellow women that she lives around because it's now her community. And I also love the fact that it just shows to you, you know, if we today taking it into modern world and the world we live in today, if we just stand around everybody and, you know, everybody's different. Everybody has different belief systems. If we just rally together and we just unite, I mean, think of all the good we can do, you know? I know. I know. It's so true. It's so true. And if, if we had that same kind of mentality, think how much better of a place and how much better communities and how much less strife we would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, it's completely true. It's totally true. And sadly, that's why these kinds of themes are not as visible on television anymore because those morals have gone down the drain in a lot of places. Right. So... But on a much lighter note, she goes down into that mine, much to the chagrin of the man who has been hired to protect her, pretty much. <laughs> yes. But all in all, all's well ends well. The women work round the clock shifts, they clear out the mine, and they win their homes back, much to the chagrin of Henry Gowan, but much to the elation of all the widows who no longer have to leave their home. They can, their kids can stay, they can grow up there and they don't have to worry about providing shelter because I mean, you know, what's the necessities of life, food, shelter, clothing. Mm-hmm. And there's such a sense of pride. There's so much triumph mm-hmm. and pride in their calm countenances. Yes. I mean, it's, it is such a beautiful shot right there when you see Abigail and Kat handing over their deeds to be signed or whatever they are, mm-hmm. uh, re- rent agreements or contracts, whatever they are, but receiving these contracts from Gowan just 
tiny little tiny little smile it oh it's so it's so good and fun fact mm -hmm. did you know that the date on those the date on those uh contracts is september 5th aaron's birthday Yay! <laughs> well, that's a fun little easter egg you guys yeah. <laughs> Super fun. well in our last segment we're gonna any final thoughts about jack and elizabeth taking this very very special walk it's their first walk isn't it it is it is it's their that's what makes it special it's their first walk i mean just i would say the looks that passed between them mm -hmm. it are very telling yes uh, they say so much with no words mm -hmm. the other thing i would probably say is the fact that jack is starting to come to peace with his with with his assignment mm -hmm. you know he he's he's softening yeah he's not upset anymore he's still not happy but he's not upset anymore right. so yeah we'll see what <laughs> happens with that see what happens there <laughs> well of course we have some trivia yes all right all righty lay it on me all right number one what is the name of gowns foreman uh herbert uh herbert uh a a uh annisville yes yay <laughs> that is correct which shaft are the ladies clearing okay shaft number Sha shafts number 14 and 16 are blocked so they are clearing number 16. 14. ah dang it <laughs> <laughs> okay what is the name of the girl who read the essay first? Was it Cassandra? That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> you almost had me there. <laughs> what did Rachel's dad call the piece of coal? His pearl of great price. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's heartbreakingly beautiful i know i love that what did noah call the creaking the ghost in the attic very good <laughs> who called the false alarm mrs dort <laughs> all right here's another one whoa uh oh <laughs> i found it as we were talking and i was like oh that's a good one i didn't write down but i have it written in my notes okay who the late name of the late name the two ladies that brought cat oh 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 um um one of them is one of them is cynthia yes yes and and oh the i dropped my book oh <laughs> okay so cynthia and miriam That's cynthia and miriam yay <laughs> You may still be called the Hook Hardy. Yes! <laughs> oh! <laughs> I can keep it. Yay! <laughs> All right.
Alrighty, Hardies. Well, that is a wrap for today's episode. We will be back next week with season one, episode number three. And thank you for your patience, everybody, while we dealt with technical difficulties. Yes, you guys, thank you so much. I mean, seriously, it's been a really depressing week. And for not because I lost the computer, because I mean, that's not the end of the world. It's just I had a lot of things on there, like things I had recorded and pictures of my family that I didn't get to back up because, of course, the time that I was going to back it up, my computer just decides to quit on me. Yep. <laughs> be like that but it's fine um but yes thank you so much for your patience I really appreciate it thank you so much for all the support we've gotten so many great reviews on iTunes um thank you guys so much you it's just such a blessing to us and thank you for your comments on YouTube and for engaging with us on social media um it just brings us a lot of joy um and just to let you all know too like Kimmy and I, we are just doing this for fun. We are not affiliated with Hallmark. We are just We wish we were. Oh yeah. We wish we were. But no, we're we are just two moms who love Wayne Calls the Heart. And we just do this for fun. Just so we have an excuse to talk about Wayne Calls the Heart and to talk with each other. So <laughs> I gotta have something to do. <laughs> but we will see you all next week back here at Cole Valley. Bye! Bye!